1: Well, top of the day to all of you, and I'm excited spring has finally sprung in Colorado. I've got new trees in, I see things coming up, it hasn't snowed in the past week, we're real excited here for a change. But here's what we're going to talk about. I'm concerned that a lot of authors get snowed under, sometimes with a blizzard, because their websites aren't working. Or they put up the wrong kind in the first place, or they don't know how to add the content to it, or they just don't have, or they didn't think about the right kind of branding from the get-go, that maybe Google's ignoring them. Just there's a whole laundry list of things that can go wrong with a website. Now, I'm a huge, huge, huge believer that if you're an author, you cannot be without a website, period. It's your global portal to all things that will encompass your your the branding, your credibility, your authority, your expertise, just about everything. So with me today and this is a first time that we're delighted delighted to have Michelle Renee with us. She's the owner of the Streamline Business Solutions and she specializes in creating websites that get the author and the author gets as well, which I think is pretty exciting. She provides professional web design and business consulting. She's been in the field of web design since 2000, so she's long in the tooth like I am. And she's built her company using tried and true methods that focus on the right things for her clients. Her mission is to share this information with other small businesses and authors, and potential book buyers for author websites, so that not only do they survive, but they really thrive. So with that, let's just kind of jump in to our topic. But first of all, Michelle, welcome to Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing.
2: Mm, Thank you, Judith. I'm happy to be here.
1: Well, this, you know, I always, I love to ask my guests this question, especially those of us who provide services to authors, that what do you wish... A potentially new client would ask you that they rarely do about the development of a website.
2: Okay, wow, that's a good one. Okay, so how do I narrow that down? <laughs> well, you mean like let me say, count the ways? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that I what think I would, that would, what I wish that they would ask is um, how to what should they be prepared for? They come to me a lot of times with no idea at all, and that's fine. But as long as they're open to my coaching and helping them, then. uh, but that's the the biggest question I wish they would ask me is, um, what is the preparation that I need to do that will be most effective to communicating the message that I need to on this website? And the reason I say that, is because having a website is not the end game the end game is attracting attention clients conversions that's the end game
1: and so so maybe you need to ask the client is what is their objective in even having a website now, now, I will tell oh, you, Michelle, Yeah, yeah I, I would tell you that a lot of them will say, I don't know. It's kind of like when I ask an author, who, who is your book for? Oh, it's for everybody. No, it's not. And I suspect you would say the same thing. No, a website's not for everybody.
2: Absolutely. Well, a website, I guess, I mean, most people can be served with a simple website. Uh, and a $10,000 website is not for everybody. But uh, a nice, simple, affordable presence, I think everybody could be best served if they have a business with that. Um, yeah, that answers your question. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So, and, and you know, as I, I think I shared with you earlier this, uh, this afternoon when we were chatting, that the reality is I've seen some great Chevy websites that were done with not a fortune, that were very effective and to the point and crystal clear. And I've seen some very fancy dancy websites that supposedly were the Rolls Royce that, you know, I, you would have to pay me to claim.
2: Oh, it's a common tale. Matter of fact, it's the reason that I went into business with affordable web design, because I hear from people all the time that have been taken for thousands and thousands of dollars. And the end result is not very effective for what they're doing. And, it's just unfortunate there's a lot of people out there that like to use this business as a way to confuse people and make money, but not mm-hmm. everybody's like that so
1: well you, you know you're right there's a lot of confusion going on okay so let let's let's kind of move that they you know what's the objective um what what do you want your your website to do for you? with the development or maybe um I, I, how many websites let me ask you this question how many websites? Do you do from scratch, brand new, uh, uh, like the birth of a baby versus maybe a makeover?
2: Oh, most of them are brand new. So I'd say Uh 75% are going to be brand new Mm -hmm. versus like 25% are going to be a makeover. I would love to do more makeovers, but it's their baby and a lot of people don't, it's hard for them to admit they need a makeover. (laughs) so. Mm -hmm.
1: Is, is that because they figured, you know, I've already spent this money, so it, it better damn well last forever? Is that kind of maybe something? That's an attitude? part of it. Uh-huh.
2: That's part of it. The other part is the idea of taking on that project again and starting over because perhaps the first time they did it, depending on how long ago, years ago, it, it was a lot more convoluted to try and, it wasn't as, as streamlined as it is today. So the process might have been really time-consuming for them and overwhelming. Well, that's not the case anymore, at least not with my business. I keep everything. That's why I'm called Streamline Business Solutions, because I streamline everything and make it easy. And so Mm -hmm. for them, that might be one of the reasons. They'd be like, I cannot possibly make time for this. What I have is good enough. And here's something I tell uh, business owners, authors, et cetera. I tell them, too often, people don't take into consideration how much their website could be Hurting them rather than helping them. So a bad Ooh. website is sometimes worse than having no website.
1: I, I love that thought, Michelle. So um, if, if you, if, if I think we maybe we should all ask ourselves: How much is your website hurting you? All right. So what would be Next, the components? Yeah. What where would the wounds be on the website? How's that sound? What kind of wounds does a website have?
2: Sure. So for me, here's, let's talk, let's talk first of all on outdated websites. We'll start there. So you have a website and it's outdated. Your messaging isn't matching what you're talking about. So I tell business owners when they're talking about their business to somebody else, or um, authors are talking about their, if they have outdated information on their website, that's a credibility issue. That is number one, they need to have cohesiveness between what they're saying to the public and what you're reading on their website.
3: Mhm.
1: So and, and that's, that that that's kind of compared with someone who took a picture 30 years ago and they still use that as their promo picture. Oh, and
2: absolutely.
1: It, you know, that that's what it's like.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then let's just let's just talk about If it is an outdated website, things have changed. So Mm -hmm. the way that the website was built and put together back then was for a way different audience today. Today, people are in a hurry. They want their information in seconds. So if their website is that old, it's time for a redesign for today's Internet users. Is there a
1: way for authors to check, uh, Michelle, of, I mean, you, you talk about, for example, speed. it needs to be speedier. Is there a, a simple way that you can find out how speedy your website is? If someone clicks on something and loads, you sit there with a the time yeah. watch and go one second, two second. What do you do?
2: You no, know, Google. Google has tools. It's called so if Google My Business is a whole toolbox that I have access to. The person who owns a website has access to. And they can go in there and they can use these tools. And one of them is page load speed. And you can plug in your URL and Google will tell you. It's a diagnostic toolbox. It's really great.
1: All right. Then what What kind of speed should we be looking for? Is there is there kind of a measurement that if it if it takes X amount of seconds, you're in deep doo-doo? Yeah,
2: let me. Yeah, I would say. Um, let me see. I would say about well, I don't don't know the answer to that question, but I can find out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, not know good, the exact number. All right, so you
1: know, guess what? We're gonna we're getting ready to take a break because I think that's a that's an and really a critical information because one of the things that you and I chatted about um, before we, we started the show was that Google has different measurements. And we're going to get into this thing called organic and what that all means. But Google measurements of how they rank people. And I think what you implied that loading capability is one of those measurements. Did I hear you right on that? Oh, absolutely. Yes, that's one of right. the
2: measurements. It's very important. And uh, I just called it up. It's four seconds.
1: All right. So is that is that a page? Is that four seconds per page or just to open up the yeah. site?
2: That's to open the site. When you land on the site, it should come up in four seconds. That gives you the, that's the optimal. That's what Google likes.
1: Or or less. And then is there anything that goes for specific pages as people click through? Or is that kind of a secret sauce thing?
2: Well, um, so there's a minimum number of words. There's, um, oh, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, It's hard to put (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's noodle that a little bit because I, I that's think like that, eight, there's like nine things I could list off if you want. <laughs> all right.
1: Well, let's, let's we're going to take our first break here um, and we'll be back with everyone and to really go through some of those elements that make your website rock and snap, crackle and pop. With me is Michelle's uh, Renee and she's a website developer. We'll be right back.
5: Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Sellinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit nzgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com.
1: Well, I listened to, as I listened to the stream of um, our sponsors and hearing Nick Zellinger at NZ Graphics, I just got, before we started the show, I just got a email from a client that there are three books. We did three books this last year together, and they got the, the print run all just arrived, and they're so excited. It's so exciting when a book bursts. Um, and this client had three of them. So what can I say? All right. With that, um, we were talking about the load zone on Google. And we you do need to pay attention to this. And and let me tell you, I, I would encourage all of you to go to whatever search engine you're using or maybe use one you don't normally use and put in your website and just, you know, do, do the 1001, 1002. And see how quickly it does. When I did thebookshepherd.com, it was a fraction. I mean, it was instant of instant. Bang, it was up. And what Michelle Renee is saying is that the quicker you load up, the Google gods are happier. Is that not true, Michelle?
2: Yes, exactly.
1: All right. Because if you're a slow mo, you're going to go to the back of the bus. And what, that, what does that mean? Maybe page 782. And so it's really important to make sure that you're current. And we're, we're talking about play, things to do um, as we go through our hour together to gussy up your site. Um, and maybe you need to do a makeover. And, um, Michelle, I would love to have you kiss on a few of the things besides you've got a slow-mo website in opening up. What are, what are some of the other things that a, a author should be tuned into and maybe put a call out to a, their web designer, maybe a new web designer, heck, maybe even you? What are a few things that they yeah. should be yeah. kind of noodling through?
2: Okay. So one of the biggest offenders is not having a mobile-friendly website. That Google last year made it in as far as their search rankings are concerned, they want and expect you to have a mobile friendly website. So if someone's searching for you on a phone and it's not mobile friendly, you're not going to come up in the top rankings at all. You get penalized for that. So you have to have a mobile friendly version of your website. Mm -hmm. And I, I offer that for very little money. So if anybody just needs mobile, I can do that for them. Um, You also want to be updating your content, so a blog helps that, Uh, but that that opens a can of worms. Uh, That's another topic about fresh content and blogs. Mm -hmm. Um, Inbound links are important, so guest blogging. I tell people, if you can guest blog, do that as much as possible because then you can put a link back to your website. So if I was going to tell authors, writers, something that they should focus on, guest blogging.
1: Well, you know, a lot of guest bloggers won't let you link back to your site, which is interesting.
2: Well, then I wouldn't guest blog for them because the point for me, I mean, if you can't get exposure, even if it's not back to your website, if that's exposure, like your name is in there and they can find mm-hmm. a way back to your website, then mm-hmm. that's good, too. But you that's not going to help with your SEO if we're talking about search engine optimization, you actually want that link in there. So mm-hmm. maybe that's something they need to consider when they're going to guest blog. They try and find people who who will allow that.
1: Mm-hmm. I I know when I have guest blogs on my website and I and I don't have many, but I always make sure I include their websites and how to contact them. I, I to me it's a courtesy.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's you creepy. <laughs> they
1: they're helping you. They're helping you out. All right, let's let's jump ships a little bit. What are I, I guess the common? Let's we're talking really mistakes. What are the common mistakes? One, your your website is not mobile friendly. That would be that's a biggie.
2: That's a, that's a biggie because sixty five percent of people um, are using their phone as computers, and mm-hmm. if they're doing a local search, now this is different for an author because you know maybe different, but like a. a, a A brick-and-mortar business, it's very Mm -hmm. important that they have mobile because people Mm -hmm. are going to be looking on their phone. Um, So other offenses would be, for me, and we're not talking about rankings right now. We're just talking about mistakes or things they make on their website.
1: Yeah, boo-boos and blunders.
2: Yeah. For me, uh, I find that people put too much content on their website. I am a very big less is more person because – Here's uh, an important statistic. You have three to seven seconds to win someone over on your homepage before they just leave. The attention span is, I don't know how they measure this, but it's less than that of a goldfish. I don't know how they measure that. So.
1: <laughs> I've heard those things do before to win them it's over. Weird.
2: But yeah, so too many words. Um, and I mentioned earlier the disconnect in the messaging. Maybe they're, speaking about their business or or their book one way. Mm -hmm. But then when the person gets to the website, it's a completely different message than what they heard. So very important, as I said earlier, to be cohesive on your messaging.
1: All right. So cohesive, right?
2: Yeah. Um, And then another one would be too many tabs, too many pages, too many places for people to make up this overwhelm. Uh, they say, like, the, a good number of tabs for an average website, you should try and keep it to five to seven. So that that also helps you then to streamline your content because you're like, oh, I have to get this down. Uh, what are the most important things? Um, let's see, outdated blog entries. That's really – um, if someone goes on your blog and they see that you haven't blogged for a year, then you know my question is you know do you need that blog is it is are you going to write that blog these are things that i talk with my clients about when they you know when we sit down and we plan this out um professional photos i've seen amateur photos on websites um especially you know an author's bio pic you know you definitely want to invest in the professional photo and not use your smartphone
1: Mm -hmm. well exactly Uh I have a question about the blog, something you said about blog, um, to me, yeah. because, you know, I actually do look at, um, if, if I'm going to vi- visiting a website, I do look at when they last blogged. And if they haven't blogged for a couple of months, you know, maybe they're really busy, but I doubt that, that they just aren't committed to it and do it. And well, that, um, yeah, that's what yeah. that tells me that's kind of that's my what, so
2: what you just said is what your authors need to hear big time you mm-hmm. you said you don't feel like they're really that committed or they don't want to take the time for it mm-hmm. now think of that impression that they that that author is putting out there they're a writer to begin with but they aren't giving their blog any attention so yeah that's why I tell my clients if you're not going to write you're better off not having it because it's a negative it looks negative
1: well i you know i actually put out a blog once a year kind of i do an update on it um so i repurpose it i go back and i do a repurpose of 50 ways to write a blog for one one a week for a year and i give them 50 different scenarios situations you know that to to goose their creativity and get them out the other thing is um, you might want to mention what the common blog expectations, although I've seen some hugely successful blogs that sometimes they're just 50 words because they're so powerful. They have such punch to them. And I don't know how Google feels about that, but the. Um, yeah, Google likes
2: about 500 words.
1: Mm-hmm. So 500 words.
2: Minimum. Now here's, this is two different com- kind of conversations. One is, are you writing a blog to drive traffic and have customer-client acquisition? That is a whole different conversation. If you're just blogging to build relationship and rapport with your website visitors and you're taking a more casual approach and you're not worried about length of the blog and the keywords and all that, that's an easier time to leisurely write a blog and share information if you're looking at quiet, quiet um, client acquisition and trying to get your rankings up through SEO by using your blog,
3: mm-hmm. that's
2: a big commitment and that's a whole nother approach. You have to do keyword searches. It's generally three to five hours a w- on each blog you're going to spend because it takes that much time to do the keyword research and You want to work on the the keyword and the title of the blog. And I don't know how far you want me to go into that. But I'm just saying that if someone thinks that the blog is going to get them ranking, then they need to have a plan, a strategy around that. Because just writing a blog isn't going to do that.
1: All right. So the blog is essential. I get that. I I blog a lot. And but, but I had one other question. I've been blogging for years and I have no idea how many blogs, but I, but I do a couple a week. And that should we retire them? I mean, that you're talking about, there's a, there's a lot of stuff on my website. Should can you maybe um, make them dormant? And not show all those older (laughs) blogs? I mean, that's just, I've never even thought about this question. It's just coming out of my mouth right now.
2: Yeah, well, it depends. so a way to make it easier for your blogs to be searched is to do categories or tags with with some kind of subject matter. And so let's say these are still searchable. Do you want people to find them when they're searching? That's, so that's the a, If you don't want them to be found or maybe they're not searchable, if they're not searchable, they probably won't find them anyway. If they're searchable and you don't and it's irrelevant information at this point, then, yeah, you're going to need to go in there and remove those. All
1: right. So let's just add this on for everyone because we're about 30 seconds from our next break. But for all of you, when you're doing your blogs, please, please use tags. And use categories and go them in. And maybe if you hadn't been doing that, this would be the time to go, like when, you know, day you had nothing better to do um, or some dead time, that you go back and revisit those and and maybe update them, maybe put a new headline on them and get a refresher out here. That's that's my thoughts right now on Author you, Your Guide to Book Publishing. With me is my guest, Michelle Renee. And we're talking websites and making you better at what you do. We'll be right back.
6: Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential color printing ebook distribution print on demand global reach and more start publishing with ingram spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow that's IngramSpark.com.
5: many of us have dreamed of writing a book
6: some of us even have
5: then the hard work Design the cover or typeset the pages. Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the
6: maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top-quality books and avoid the not-so-reputable self-publishing companies.
5: Learn more at 1106Design.com.
6: Then call Michelle at. 1106-DESIGN.
4: When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, Enhancing the Promotion of Your Book During Infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward.
0: guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Riles. It,
1: it. All right, did author you your guide to book publishing. We are talking websites and whether it is a makeover, and I am a firm believer that authors should be going back And taking a look at their websites, maybe they're too complicated. Maybe they've just got too much stuff. Um, As our as our uh, website expert Michelle Renee said, that you may be overloaded with tabs. Sometimes maybe you went tab happy, Um, and it's too confusing. And if the average visitor that lands on a home page, as she revealed, is that you are looking at three to seven seconds to maintain a, a maybe a look, get a hook out to them if if it takes four seconds to load your page you've already kissed off half that time so you've really got to understand that we're in an impatient world and you have a your website has got to be really visually attractive it's got to be really engaging we all make mistakes every well, i don't care how good people are You make mistakes. We all think we know what's best for us. But sometimes we need to step back and listen to the people who design their areas of expertise and say, listen, my child, you know, you're going down the wrong path. So this is what we're trying to prevent you from doing. Michelle, are there there any other mistakes besides not being mobile friendly, which is critical. I get that totally. Um, Having too much of a load time. Too many tabs that an author should be really tuned into from the very beginning.
2: Yeah. So here's what I find to be the biggest mistake: people don't have, don't know what you want them to do on your website. There isn't any clear action or path for them to take. So here's what I say: you have three to seven seconds before they lose interest. So if they only spend a few seconds on your sh- on your website. What should be their most important takeaway? How can you stay connected to your readers or your fans after they leave your website? Do you want them to listen to or maybe read a sample of your book? Or obviously, they want you, you want them to buy your book. So that should be really easy, easy to find on your website. Do you want them to sign up for a newsletter? Uh, contact information? Is it front and center? Is it buried? Never bury it. So you really want to... Plan out what is the ultimate goal of your website. And that's the first thing that I ask. What what is your goal for this website? What are you trying to do with it? Um, I've mentioned that if it's not mobile-friendly, that's an issue. Um, So a study done by the Codex Group lists what your visitors said they'd like to see on an author website. And here I'm going to read off the statistics. How cool. (laughs) I I'm ready ready to write them down. Okay. Forty-three <laughs> percent of the respondents to the survey want exclusive online content, like MP3 downloads, excerpts of your book. Thirty-six percent want to see recommended books. Uh, maybe some explainers, inside information about the book of your own book. You know, some, mm-hmm. some maybe some teasers or stuff. Thirty-six percent want to see. Speaking schedules, are you going to be signing books? Where are you going to be appearing? So here's some things that I advise them on an author website. Um, You're going to want to list your news and events. Where are they going to see interviews? Have you been mentioned in a blog? Any media coverage items that you could share with your audience? Um, So for appearances, book readings and signings, speaking engagements, interviews, conferences, professional events, workshops, so your fans can find out those details and then they can come and attend and
1: see you well so michelle if you have news and events which i think is a great idea and i know i have a calendar and i've got listed out multiple speaking um events throughout 218 for example and i think there's a couple in 219 already posted that uh, where do you hang where where do you suggest that they hang that
2: well that would be so for me i, I would say news and events would be a great tab and then you have an event calendar embedded right in there on the website so they can just look right at it and see what's coming up
1: okay so there's there's another possible tab for all of you all right what what else does the codex uh survey come back with
2: that's all that i've gotten from that i took some looks Uh, at it and that's what they put down so
1: all right so good online content um, and they want to know what you're recommending. They want to take a peek inside your book. You can share something. Maybe you, if you've done an audiobook, why not take a little portion and clip and include that? Um, and it's well, like,
2: uh, it. I mean, if they have no incentive, if there isn't those kinds of things on your website, why would they come and visit your website? They want, they want, they want some, they want to get some value out of visiting your website.
1: Yeah, they're looking, they're looking for it. Well, I've always said websites. To me, have um, critical components to them. That, that one, it develops. You're developing a relationship with the visitor, who hopefully becomes a fan. And you do that by with that the, the information that you create, you deliver, you write about your blogs, your books, etc. That they trust you, they believe in what you're doing. So I think that's really important. And I also think a website is really critical to obtain uh, names and emails. So do you have suggestions on how you recommend to your clients that they go about that?
2: Oh, well, there's traditional things like um, in, 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 for an author, what would be a great way is to say, you know, you, you capture their email and their name so that they can get a download of maybe chapter one or something like that. So you mm-hmm. want to give them something valuable that will make them want to exchange their email address because a lot of people, you know, they get a lot of emails. So yep. just like an MP3 uh, reading of a chapter, you know, think about mm-hmm. things like that. That because it's obviously related to the book, so okay, I think they're gonna get something really good.
1: Like great, and the, and the, and they're willing to give their name and email to get it.
2: Yeah, it has to be really enticing, especially nowadays. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's for sure.
2: Um, do you have
1: any suggestions? How long they should offer that? Is their hook, um, or is it? Do you really think about putting it up on a very long term basis?
2: Well, if it's working, I wouldn't change it.
1: Okay, all right. So all
2: right. If it's not working, then we can go back to the drawing board and get creative and think of some other ideas. But if I mean, for an author, that seems like the obvious choice to me. Is that people are there to take a look, a sneak peek. You know, especially a sneak peek at a book that maybe hasn't been released yet. Maybe they're willing to kind of give them a few little tidbits of what's coming. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's jump into some some of your favorite things that, that always deal around questions. What should an author do to get ready to start building the website?
2: Ooh, I do love this one <laughs> Okay, because it makes my job easier and mm-hmm. they have a much easier time if we do that. So, mm-hmm. so for me, the first thing is because um, when, when someone comes to me and they want me to build them a website, we're interviewing each other. I want to make sure that I'm the right person to deliver mm-hmm. that website. So I have to ask them a few questions. And the first one, because my business is focused on, a, um, affordable web design. So I work with people who don't have a huge marketing budget for their website. The first thing that I ask them is, do they have a large budget or, or not? And, and, you know, that, that tells me if they say I have a lot of money to spend, and I'll tell you, some people have more than they are, are giving themselves credit for. I never tell people to go with a discount if they've got the money to get exactly what they want. So let's say they have a large budget. In that case, like I'm talking thousands of dollars, they should actually hire a website firm where everything is in-house. They'll have SEO specialists. They'll have branding experts. They'll have everybody in-house where they can help, and that's going to cost them quite a bit of money. So that is a great solution if you've got a good budget. If you do not have a good budget, I have seen people do oh, I'm going to ask my nephew to build it. He's taking a class and he can oh, do it. <laughs> don't do that. Don't,
1: no, stop. Don't right? do that. Don't do that, people. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> well, All right, you know, go well,
2: on. Here's the, re- here's the reason that doesn't work. The reason it doesn't work is because they're offering to do you a favor, a one-time favor. But a website is a long-term relationship. You're going to need ongoing support. There's technical things that have to take place, and and so a one-time favor isn't going to set you up for the long haul. And you know they'll they'll promise to keep it up to date. They'll say I'll do it, but life gets in the way. This is not mm-hmm. their main focus. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the problem when you end up going for the free or the cheaper. So in my case, I'm that middle ground. I'm where you go if you don't have a large budget, but you don't want to have your neighbor or your nephew do it. I mean, I mean, your nephew, na- your neighbor may be qualified. I don't know. And so um, what I do is I just I um, I offer the tech support, I offer the guidance, and all of that. And my websites are under a thousand dollars. So. But, that's, and, that's, and everyone, I, I have like to that. tell you,
1: that's very reasonable. I want to tell everyone, I think that's very, very reasonable. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've spent many thousands of dollars. All right. So, um, so, so I, and I'm just going to tell you, Director, we're going to come up to our final commercial break. Whoa, we're almost, you know, uh, here in just a few seconds. But I, I would tell you, you should opt to someone who is in the business, who has done it, and they have a graphic design sense about them. Um, you just mm-hmm. don't want a, a techie person. With that, we're going to take our final break. But this is Michelle Zene and we're talking how to make your website rock and roll. We'll be right back.
4: By the way, Briles is spelled B R I L E S. Follow Judith on Twitter at mybookshepherd and on Facebook at the Book Shepherd.
5: one of the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book you are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative needs you want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives you are delighted and ready on want the next level and one that is customer focused Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978-458-2345 and ask for Tom Campbell.
3: Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome
0: back
1: What we're doing is in our last segment, we're we're talking about really some of these questions that you all should be asking. Um, And Michelle Renee, website designer, a a really reasonably priced, I want to say, website designer. And and what I love about her is she has also got a degree in in art, graphic art. So that means that she's got the color and she can get branding and that kind of thing. But there's a couple of things before we really jump on to we're going to reinforce these must have. Is that Michelle? What typically um, are does hosting and maintenance cost um, for maintaining oh. a website? I, I think that's something that nobody ever asked and they probably should. Am I right?
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. oh, yeah. That's a, that's a that's a cost they need to know. So, you know, it's up it it can vary all over the place. I mean, if you're self-hosting, I think GoDaddy's around $70 a year. Um, but if you're working, let's say, now I'm going to get into some technical terms here, but let's say somebody builds a WordPress website and they need it hosted. Generally, there's a monthly fee for that. It can be roughly 300 a month for that. Um, it can be 100 a month, 300 a month. So it just depends. I personally um, built a business keeping everything affordable. And so I charge 128 a year currently for my hosting that could change at any time. Uh, it, I have to pass the costs on, but so mine are very reasonable. My costs are very reasonable, but that is, it can run the gambit.
1: Okay. So what is it, what does it mean hosting? Let me ask what does hosting mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. I call it renting space where your website uh-huh. will live. It's like, Mm-hmm. There you go. You got a little apartment out there, you know? <laughs> your mm-hmm. website's out there. It needs somewhere to live. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So you're basically and, renting and- space.
1: All right. And and are, are there are additional maintenance fees with it in addition to the hosting, the rental space?
2: Well, it, again, it just depends on the 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 company. I personally offer what I call a hands-off host maintenance package. So if somebody doesn't ever want to touch the website and they want me to just make changes to it for 128 a year, I include unlimited minor changes to their website. They just send me an email and say, hey, you know, can you can you change this paragraph or add this, you know, do this picture, swap out this picture. I'm happy to do that if they don't want to do it. But that's so, me. I I'm yeah. my rates are pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I'm going <laughs> to so, tell every I,
1: I, I think so, too. Maybe we shouldn't give your name out. All right. So yes, we will. All right, so that's a wowza, everyone, because I'm telling you I spend a lot more, and I have multiple sites I have to deal with. All right, so let's talk about, um, let's, let's transition here. What in addition must-haves, um, and y- that you've, you, you know, we've mentioned the blog, so we don't need to go about there a newsletter sign-up. Are we talking, we're basically talking about an opt-in type of piece. Is that correct?
2: <clears throat> when I sit down with a client, I actually ask them, what are the must-haves? In other words, here's some examples. Uh, event calendars, online scheduling, a mm-hmm. shopping cart, links to resources like PDF links, downloads, um, obviously the blog, do you need a photo gallery, newsletter sign-up, like you said. These are the things that um, help that I collect, and it helps them plan. They're like, oh, let me think about what do I need. So I do ask some questions that prompt them to start thinking. It helps the process move along. And so those are the mm-hmm. things. Um, so I also say, you know, look at your competitors' websites, you know, mm-hmm. there are things on there that you love or hate. And mm-hmm. it's just part of the secret sauce I use to help them with the planning so it reduces their overwhelm. I have, I have some techniques and simple things that I do that make it actually fun for them to do the mm-hmm. planning rather than make it, like, laborious and, oh, I don't want to do this.
1: Well, I, I think it's really important for all of our listeners to check out what their competitors have on their sites and pay attention to colors, um, what, what kind of branding, and pay attention to what turns you off because that's really yep. important to let your website developer know uh, so you don't go down that path and they don't waste their time um, because it's always lovely to get a home run right away um, as you you do this. All right. So let me I'm going to jump on to one of the questions that um, what about domain names? Um, for example, I tell people I, I am a big believer that people own their own name, Doname.com if they can and make that the branding as the author. You know, if you have a business with a business name and you're operating like the bookshepherd.com is is mine my domain but if you put in com, it will go to the thebookshepherd.com if you put in com, it will redirect to that but i've always gone under the registered trademark
2: name yeah yeah, yeah. That's a good question. so i do for authors absolutely you're going to want to buy your pen name if it's available mm-hmm. and like for instance i own michelle k renee.com but like you it redirects to my business site streamlineyourbiz.net so that but i still own the name because i don't want anybody else to own it because they could point it to something else so you definitely want to buy your pen name right away for authors you know like you said businesses is a different story but for authors that's the way to go
1: well, and and I let me just say all of you, because if you're just getting on the bandwagon now or you didn't think it was important to own your name, I actually when my grandchildren were born, I bought their dot com name. <laughs> so and I've been paying <laughs> for it for a long time. Um but if if it's not available that if it let's say Judith Bryles was not available, I would go .dot or I would go JudithBrylesbooks.com. Ah, uh, most likely that's yeah, not going yeah. to be taken, and and then that becomes and, and, your master.
2: And again, I'm if if they're working with me, I'm helping them with that. You know, they're not trying to figure that out. I'm, but yeah, that's good advice. You know, to find a, a variation of that.
1: All right. So, what other questions? And in, in these in our last couple of minutes, are, what other essential questions um, should an author be asking him or herself? why they start down the website path.
2: We touched on one earlier, a very important one, is what you want your website to accomplish. So some examples of that, you know, do you want to, um, do you want to have phone inquiries? Do you want to educate? Maybe this is a, some of my clients, they have a website just as a tool where they can put their documents and things that they need to give people. So it's an easy place. Like I, did one for um, a storage unit place in Oregon, and they needed a place to put all of their forms and documents for people to fill out. So if they wanted to rent a storage space, it was easy for them to get to. So Mm -hmm. you just think, what do you want this website to do for you? And again, I can help guide them through that. Um, I say, you know, why would, would I want to do business with you? I, I tell people, what differentiates you from your competitors? Think about that as you write your content. Uh, affordability, expertise, how long you've been in, an author. You know, as an author, that's, uh, that could get interesting uh, because it's a different approach with an author than it is for a business because they're not, you know, they're, they're selling themselves and what they're writing. And Mm -hmm. then I just say, you know, who, who, you know, this is kind of a broad brush for any business, but you know, you think about who are your ideal customers and uh, you know, how are you helping them? So in that case, I would just say for authors, it's just, what do you want this website to accomplish? What is the goal? Why do you have this website? And when you start answering that question, the content and what you want to put on that website will follow it'll
1: flow mm-hmm. and and i know you and i and, and we have like 2 minutes here before we have to say adios to everyone but i i think what's really important that that all of an author before they come to someone like you is that they really need to know who their ideal client is that they want to bring to their and you know for, and and what 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 are their you know, idiosyncrasies. I mean, what are their ages? Is there a gender preference here? Do they have hobbies? All that kind of thing because it's going to help build it. And I'm also going to refer back, make sure you check out your competitors because you need to pay attention to what their structure is. Also is what social media they're using. If they're competitors, you probably need to play in that world. Um, anything else you want to add this one last 45 seconds, Michelle?
2: Sure. I'll just touch on what you just said a moment ago here. If you're stuck and you don't know what to do with your website do check out your competitors you will learn a lot by that and mm-hmm. one of the things that I find is most often the case is that most websites are not that great <laughs> I'm always shocked yeah. to see that I don't know. you don't see what you don't want as much as you see what you do want
1: and that's the good news that is the good news all right it Michelle is. let's tell people how they can find you give them your website
2: okay thank you so www.streamlineyourbiz.net, B-I-Z dot mm-hmm. um, and info at streamlineyourbiz.net.
1: Terrific, and, and if if any of you get, you know don't hear it all, you can always connect with me, Judith at Bryles dot com, and I'm glad to refer you directly to Michelle, and with that, we'll bid everyone good night, happy writing, happy publishing, and here's to summer company. I'm so excited.